Good evening and welcome to the Online Warriors podcast. I am Illegal86, your fearless host, and also joined as usual by the Nerd Bomber. Hey, everybody. And Tactic One. Hey, oh. And uh, I want to do a, a quick shout out here. Happy birthday, happy belated birthday to Charlie. And a lot of you don't know who Charlie is. Um, he's a dog. And it was his birthday, what, like two days ago? Yep. yep. Nerd Bomber and Tactic have a dog, and he has his own Instagram. Uh, I don't know if you guys want to shout it out for privacy reasons, but it is awesome. He wears a lot of hats and sunglasses, and uh, it was his birthday, so I assume there's a picture of him on there wearing a birthday hat or something, but I haven't been around that way. So shout out to Charlie. Happy birthday. And uh, we got a great show lined up for you guys tonight. I'm pretty excited the, about it. Yeah, some good conversation. Um, I want to start things off a little differently than when, than the way we usually start things off. Um, I'm going to come clean with all of you and say that I'm currently drinking uh, uh, an alcoholic beverage. And I want you guys to guess, Price is Right style, what the expiration date on that beverage is. Ooh, um, I'm going to guess it's from 2016. Well, it's not, you're not guessing when it's from. You're guessing what the expiration date right. is. Right, the expiration date was in 2016. Okay, you, you, let's get a month, a date, and a year, just mm. in case you guys guess really close. Okay, I'm going to go with um, June 18th, 2016. Okay, swing it over to Tactic. What do you got? June 19th, 2016. Twenty sixteen. Oh, you're a butt. <laughs> it's a dick move. It's a dick move. Uh, you're that guy on the Price is Right who bids a dollar. Anyways, uh, I, I, I first of all, I love asking this question because it tells me what people think of me when I'm like, I'm drinking an expired beer, and they're like, Oh, it must be from five years ago. You, <laughs> you freaking slob. And that's true. I don't keep much beer in my fridge. Uh, basically, I was given this beer, so it's not my fault that it was in the fridge for so long, and I didn't drink it. Um, and it expired in 2017. So Tactic wins. Yes. Uh, congrats on that. I was close with 2016. Yeah, but I was closer with, with 2016. It, okay, was, it you, was. You stole my answer and just tacked on a day. Yeah, it's it's. Hey. I should have had you guys write your answers on whiteboards, but then I wouldn't have been able to see them. Don't hate the player, hate the game. Uh, I in this instance, I'm gonna hate the player because. It ruins the spirit of the game. Don't you but dare hate the player. I'm going to work towards towards forgiving you. Uh, anyways, we got a great show for you guys. Um, let's get things started. Well, we, we already started, but let's get things like <laughs> extra started with the What Are You Up To Wednesday segment. This is where we tell you guys what we're up to or have been up to. So I'll swing it over to the Nerd Bomber. All right, so as you can probably tell and you will know throughout this podcast, I have a slight cough because it's allergy season, which means it's wonderful weather outside, perfect like mid-70s, nice and sunny, but the pollen is killing me. But in funner news, um, I've been getting back into Call of Duty World War II. I bought the game when it first came out. I was really excited because it was one of the first boots-on-the-ground games in a while and downloaded a bunch of new DLC They've got a new map where you're playing in Egypt, and there's actually the the Sphinx out in the background. I think you can actually run through the Sphinx. I'm not very familiar with the maps yet, but they've done a lot of updates to the game that have made it a lot of fun and super playable. Um, and then other things is that I started to read the next entry in the Red Rising series. I don't know if I talked about this last week when we talked about books, but I, I finished it. And it was a very good book, so now I'm on to the next one. And then finally, um, a movie that I watched over the past couple weeks was Most Likely to Murder. And it it was a a Lionsgate film, but I think it was more like an indie release. It wasn't like a big theatrical release. But it had Adam Pally. Um, He was in The Mindy Project as Peter Prentice. Um, He was also in... Shoot, what was that show called? Um... Friends. Yeah, there was... Heinfeld. <laughs> no. He was in another sitcom. With college friends. Uh, yeah, I, I don't oh, know. Oh, friends, friends from College? That show's bad. Friends from College, I think that was it. I don't know if it was Friends from College. Um, what, what, what's the guy's name again? Adam Pally. 
I I found him pretty funny just in general. Um, but we watched that. It was it was an okay movie. It wasn't terrible. Uh, we got a free rental, so um, I didn't feel like I was out any money by watching it. But it was a slightly entertaining comedy. And there's not a, uh, the TV show is Happy Endings, by the way. Which Happy Endings was really fun. You should watch that show if you haven't. Yeah, um, he was not on <laughs> college, Friends from College. No, which again, Friends from College was not great. It's a bad show. Don't watch it. It's not worth your time. But you should watch Happy Endings because that was probably one of my favorite TV shows in a while. Um, but yeah, it was a okay comedy. It was interesting. It definitely wasn't like the best movie of the year, but it, for something that didn't even hit theaters, it was pretty entertaining to watch. I would put it on par with like a Netflix original movie, except it was produced by Lionsgate. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, I do have a couple of follow-up questions. When you say, going back to the Call of Duty thing, when you say boots on the ground... Explain it as if I didn't know, even though I do know. So the original Call of Duty games were all about um, reliving the world wars. And it was pretty much like as realistic a reenactment of real war as you could get. And then as the series started progressing and they had releases every year, um, they needed to kind of change it up because people were getting bored of the old formula. So then they started adding jetpacks and space combat and crazy wall running and a lot of just aerial combat that was fast-paced and frenetic and really it felt a- farther removed from the original formula, which is what I fell in love with when I started playing Call of Duty. So after having like three or four years of just frenetic wall running jetpack gameplay this was one of the first call of duty installments that went back and actually put the boots back on the ground so like you don't fly basically i definitely agree with the sentiment that because like, for me like well i do love modern warfare too but like i think the best call of duty game still call of duty 2 which is like way back like xbox 360 is one of their premier games like that game holds up if you if you go back and play that now just as good mm-hmm um, yeah, I really enjoyed the franchise pretty much up until, I think it was Black Ops 3 was one of the first times, no, Advanced Warfare. Advanced Warfare and Black Ops 3 were the first times I introduced the jetpacks, and after that I just, I really got out of the cycle, because I was one of those people who bought it yearly, because I just enjoyed seeing new maps and the new updates, because different... um developers made the installment every other year. So I liked getting the different feels from the two different versions. One was like a more futuristic and modern warfare gameplay. And other the other installments were like taking it back old school. And I liked getting that cyclical back and forth between the two. But the futuristic nonsense, I just never liked. See, my issue with the jetpacks is uh, there's only one game, in my opinion, that can that is allowed to have jetpacks. And that's the... The old James Bond 007 Golden Gun games. You had a jetpack and a grappling gun, and no other game has been able to do it right since. I mean, other games have done it right. It's just when I think of Call of Duty, and this probably just dates me, and people younger than me probably don't even associate like good ground warfare with Call of Duty, but that's what I think of. So, same. And yeah, so I I think it's hard to compare like GoldenEye, which I I didn't play a lot of GoldenEye when I was a kid, but like it's supposed to be like one of the best games like ever in terms of shooters and stuff. Um, but yeah, I I generally agree. And then now Black Ops Four is dropping soon, or like yeah. they're announcing it soon, or whatever. It's a constant you know wheel of motion with with Call of Duty. But is Black Ops still in like? Because the first Black Ops was one of the last Call of Duty games I played. And that was in like, eh, like the seventies or something. It was like during the Cold War, I think, was like the gist of it. And is it still like that, or is it now again like futuristic, like rocket ships and jumping on walls and? So Black Ops Two, I think, was like two thousands ish era, and it that one was still it was like semi modern, semi future, not not in the area. But Black Ops Three, they went full hardcore with jetpacks. So um, it's safe to assume that Black Ops 4 will probably go back to that formula. Damn. The interesting thing with Black Ops 4, and I know this kind of goes into more newsy type things, but um, I believe they're scrapping the single player campaign for that game, which is interesting. Entirely? Yes, entirely. Jeez. I mean, I was never going to buy it, but that just makes me want to not buy it even harder. 
Do you know what? The, know what would be cool if they did in Black Ops Four? So Portal never really had a good fighting shooting game. Imagine if they implemented like portals where you can jump through and like attack people. That'd be pretty sweet. It is weird to think that there's no multiplayer. I mean, there's like a co-op portal, but like there's, there's no, no like FPS like kill each other portal kind of thing. But you're yeah, you're right. I, I don't know if I that. would like that. I would love that. Because Portal for me was not about progressing through the game faster. Even like the portals themselves was about the puzzle aspect and figuring out, like taking your time, surveying the scene and figuring out what you needed to do. It was more of a puzzle game. So so what about, hear me out folks, and feel free to take this idea and run with it people. Um, a one-on-one portal battle, okay, where you start up on opposite ends of the map and it's constantly trying to make traps for the other person while constantly trying to solve your way out of the traps that the other person is making for you. So you're almost describing the, like, Fortnite. Yeah, that sounds like Fortnite to me, You're constantly building while also trying not to die. Both portals. And there's We're going to have to talk about... There's cake. do you, do you guys play Fortnite? I know that's a side shoot, but like I've never played it. I don't get it, and that's like the latest phenomenon. Um, I played it for a little bit, and so I feel like there were two ways for someone of my game skill. There were two ways to enjoy or to succeed in Fortnite, not necessarily to enjoy it. Hide. So yeah, there's two tactics. You can land right in the middle of everybody because you're on this bus, right, and you drop down onto like this Hunger Games esque island. And then you're competing for resources and guns and stuff, and then you have to be the last person standing. So you can either land with everybody else and hope that you can survive, which I cannot because people are insanely good. And especially when, like, I was figuring it out, and I had no idea, like, what I could even build, how to build. I just kind of jumped into the game, and I got killed immediately. So I felt like I waited two minutes in a loading screen, and I didn't get to do anything. It kind of sucked. So then the next game... I dropped in the middle of nowhere and I just hid. And I think I got to, like, number 28 or something stupid like that before someone found me and killed me. But, like, that wasn't fun either. I don't know. It's a It's 100 people, right? Yeah. And, like, okay, what's the storm? Sorry, this is... I know this is an offshoot. So, like, the island is huge. You can land anywhere on the island. And the storm basically stops people from doing what I did and just hiding. Yeah, it's a storm that's constantly closing in diameter. Making the area uh, that you can hide in smaller and smaller and smaller, and eventually bringing everyone to the center. So it sounds like it's basically because, like, when I heard the concept, and I've never played PUBG either, but when I heard the concept of PUBG, I was like, "That's a good idea." I, I yes. And it sounds like this is basically PUBG, except it's kind of cartoony, and you like also build forts at the same time. Yeah. Yes. No. The, it sounds like that's pretty much what it is. The fort building made it kind of overwhelming for me. I couldn't balance between building and hunting. Yeah, I it's, don't know. in my opinion, it is a 100% PC game. In order to be quick and agile and also build and attack, you need a gazillion hotkeys, and I personally feel consoles aren't equipped for it. But going back to this portal shooter idea, I'm imagining... My, I mean, my brain often sometimes feels near explosion when I'm playing Portal just by my lonesome. I can't imagine playing in like a Call of Duty style, like you drop 16 people into a map and then like everyone's shoot shooting portals everywhere. It sounds like a development difficulty. It sounds like it would be insanely difficult to play, but maybe there's a there's a market out there for it. TM, trademark. We should trademark this stuff. <laughs> Just in case. You never know. I mean, this could be our claim to fame. This could be what gets us all our big bucks. How about this? Whoever invents this idea, feel free to take it. You don't need to give us royalties. Give us a shout-out. Maybe give us a free game. A uh, couple hundred I mean, thousand dollars is cool, too. But we're it, not expectant. It, at least base characters on us. Yes. Ooh, yes. And you don't know what we look like, so just uh, improvise. Picture just the most handsome person ever. It, that's pretty much me, like, to a T. Uh, I'm not going to confirm or deny that. So just, uh, it's it's up to your interpretation. Uh, Tactic, what have you 
What have you been about? So this, my this... most exciting uh, thing this past week is uh, I've started a new workout re- regiment. And uh, it's called what I like to call home ownership. And, <laughs> and uh, so we have this shed and it's just it's never had the, the roof replaced or anything like that. So it's just filled with black mold and it's a 12 by 12 shed. And for those who don't realize, that's a lot of lumber. Um, so it's been demo days and I don't have a big tractor or anything to demo it. So it's been my saw and my sledgehammer. And that's it. So you're just swinging a hammer at this thing? And sawing it. Oh my god, your muscles must be huge. Yeah. So like I said, most handsome person you can imagine, uh, coupled now with my new workout plan with the strongest person ever. And that's pretty much me. I think if I swung a sledgehammer, instead of like the sledgehammer like going down to the ground, my arms would just pop off. And the sledgehammer and my arms would both just fly away. Would there be comedic noise to the no- to the arms coming off? This is important. Yeah, I don't know 100 what it would be, kind but like it a... wouldn't just be silent. Yeah, something like that. I, I mean, hopefully not super gruesome. But so ha- okay, so have you demoed the thing? Is it is it over? Is it demoed? Just about. Just the roof is intact. Everything else, the walls and everything like that, are down. The roof is split in half too, so that's so just going to go you... to the curb. Well, now I'm really confused. You took the walls down. Yeah. But the roof is still up. So, how, how can I picture it? Picture it like, you ever eat a Hot Pocket? Right now I'm picturing a floating roof. That's the... <laughs> Have you ever eaten a Hot Pocket? Of course, I'm a, I'm a millennial. You know how you can tear the tab in the center of the Hot Pocket? Oh boy. Apparently it's been a while. The packaging has been revolutionized on Hot Pockets since I last ate one. So there's like a tab in the center of the Hot Pocket and that's how you make it shorter. So what I did was I cut about the middle of the shed and then pushed that sucker down. And whacked it and broke all the braces. Then I cut away at the wall until there was nothing but roof on the ground. Ah, I understand. So you pretty much lowered the roof to the ground slowly. Yeah, it looks, it's kind of comical if you're my neighbor because it looks like my shed has been melting. Wow, that probably is funny. Like an old ice cream cone. So what's the plan for, are are you just taking it apart to, to take it apart and to like get big muscles or are you going to like build a new shed out of the shed? No, it's just for muscles. Okay, fair enough. No, we're going to, we're going to put up a new shed, but that's been my week and it's it's been exhausting i have to say if you're going to lesson learned you save probably about 500 bucks um by demoing the shed yourself but my god is it so much more worth it to get a company to demo it <laughs> i mean they probably would have come in there and done it in like an in hour like, yeah like i said i was gonna say five minutes but you know some short amount of time basically yes and they would have done the hallway which i haven't done yet What's your plan? Well, you got you got a truck. You'll I got friends. You'll, you'll haul it. You'll haul it somewhere. Um, that's that's cool. Uh, I have the same workout regimen that I've had for a while, which is go to the gym and uh, suffer to no end, basically. Like the the good thing about demoing a shed is that it's a it's a workout and it's tough and you're probably all like sweaty and stuff and your muscles hurt, but then at the end. You can look at the lack of shed in your yard and be like, my muscles did that. When you go to the gym and you're just like lifting up stuff and just p- putting stuff back down again, there's no, you can't like walk out of the weight room and look back at it and be like, I changed this place for the better. So that's why you need to do something. You know how there's the common courtesy of wiping down the machine after you do it? After you well, use I, it? Yeah, I do that. I'm not an animal. So what you do now, if you really want to have a sense of accomplishment, is leave all of your sweat on the machine. Oh, gross. And then when you walk away, look at it and go, yeah, I Ew. did that. <laughs> no. That's a, that's a sociopath move right there. But, hey, I'll think about it. I think I want to be one of those guys, like, you know those guys who, like, go outside into their, like, yard outside their cabin and just, like, chop wood for, like, two hours? And then they're, like, really burly looking. And their beards are great. Get a tire and a sledgehammer and you'll be good to go. Just hit it. A tire with a sledgehammer? Yeah, you've never heard of that workout? I feel like I've heard of that workout, but that's that's not change like my problem is that when I work out, there's no end effect. Like if you're just hitting a tire with a sledgehammer, 
I suppose eventually the tire will like, I don't know, break or something. But most of it is just hitting a tire with a sledgehammer. I feel like I would be afraid that I would hit the tire and it would bounce back and the sledgehammer would wham me in the face. That's like, the strength. Bam. It's the resistance. You're resisting the motion of the sledgehammer. Resisting yeah, going down, resisting it coming back up. But I'm not that strong. So I would just put all my strength into putting it down on the tire as hard as I can. And then I would have no leftover strength to stop it from just bashing in my skull. Don't Anyways, th- th- this this is all to say that uh, I went to the gym today and it, it went <laughs> fine. Um, aside from that, what I have been up to, uh, I started reading. Also, uh, I second your pollen concerns, Nerd Bomber. The pollen's been unbelievable this year. Oh, crazy it's crazy. Pollen. Like, I feel like I'm suffocating. I can't, like, I'm fine in the house, and then I go outside, and I'm just like, <laughs> I read a headline, and, and didn't read the article, but I read the headline, I, read, I had a headline that said, like, this is the worst pollen year since, like, the, I don't know, like the Civil War or something. Something like that. It's some crazy statistic. And I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I used to not get allergies. I think it was in, like, my college days when I started getting allergies. And, like, it's, like, twice a year, like, clockwork. And it's just, I get the whole thing going. I'm sneezing like crazy. My eyes are itching. I got post-nasal drip. Ooh, that's which, fun. Yeah, I used to not even know what that meant. And now, like, I hear the words and, like, an icy dagger of fear is just stuck right in my heart. Like, post-nasal drip. Because it's just horrible. You know, knock on wood, it hasn't hit me yet. Are you a big allergy guy as well? Usually. But I'm allergic to Tiffany hay, and we have a rabbit, so like I kind of condition myself year round. It's like resistance training. Yeah, it's, a, it's all it's all about the training, man. Yeah, constant state of betterment. Um, I have been, I started reading uh I started reading Sherlock Holmes, which is like, I don't know if you guys have heard of him. He's a detective. And never he's, I'll have to check that out. I've never heard of him. Yeah, there's like there's like some movies and like. A couple of television shows. And... Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, Did yeah. he play Sherlock Holmes? He he's one of them. I haven't watched that show. I, I this over the past weekend, and what got me back into reading Sherlock Holmes is I watched the Robert Downey Jr. movies, which like they're like pretty good, but they're not like amazing. But I just love them, man. They're just those are movies that I could go back to and watch them a hundred times, and they would still be good to me. Can you explain the slow motion scenes? Okay, so I actually so I was watching it with my girlfriend, and I was like. How the hell? Specifically the one in the second one, if you've seen that one, there's like a huge slow motion scene like halfway through. That's just insane. And I was like, how the heck did they film this thing? Like, how do you film that? And I went on IMDb. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's a website. And they have like trivia items for the movie. And one of the trivia items is like, you know the slow-mo guys on YouTube? Mm-hmm. They got the slow-mo guys to like help them like shoot that scene. Really? And I was yeah, and I was like, that's pretty cool. But yeah, there's like a bunch of slow mo scenes. There's like he talks through the fights and like how he's gonna like physically devastate people. But like which, is that is that like a Sherlock Holmes thing or did they make that up for the movies? Those so Sherlock Holmes is an expert in uh martial arts actually. Most people don't know that. But he actually is an expert in martial arts and like he has a specific weapon, I think a riding crop that like in the books, like he uses a riding crop and like he says like this is my weapon of choice or whatever um i don't i've never read a sherlock i haven't read all of them there's a bunch of them i haven't read one yet where things get physical it's usually just him like walking around with like a magnifying glass and a deer hunter saying stuff to watson and everything but i guess it does get physical at times and i guess he is pretty good at like i don't know targeting people's weaknesses because it's all about the idea is it's all about observation right so like if you see a guy walking and you're like, oh, his left leg, he's like, he's favoring it a little bit. Then when you want to beat the crap out of him, you just like Shin punch kick. him in the left kneecap and then like he's, he's down. Hmm. Great movies. I'd recommend them. Um, other than that, I'm about to start right after this. Actually, my plan is to start playing Dishonored 2, which Whoop. came out a long time ago, but uh, I'm a little behind on my gaming. So I'm going to be hitting that up. And that's that's pretty much it for me. Very um, exciting. It's it's super exciting. Summer is is a great time. Um, I just finished up all my school stuff, so I'm going to have a lot more free time now, and I'm going to use it 
probably not super wisely. Like I, my, my free time would probably be better suited for like, I don't know, demoing a shed or something, but instead I'm just going to sit on a couch and do something else. Anyways, let's move on to the round table roundup and start with our biggest topic, which is E3 is coming up. Uh, I believe it's June 12th through 14th or something like that, early to mid-June. And uh, it's obviously a huge event. And I have the list of games up here, and I just wanted to start by asking you guys, um, what games are you most excited to hear about at E3? So uh, one that I'm most excited about um, is I want want more information on Anthem. Everyone knows it's going to be there. Uh, Everyone's kind of hyped about it because it's supposedly the answer to Destiny. Um, And everyone's aware that Destiny had quite a few shortcomings from a story perspective and it's it's still working through them as someone who plays destiny and has played destiny it's still working through them but yeah right so if but but then again destiny had a lot of great things so if they could take that add some gorgeous graphics which we've seen in the previews and then add a good story oh oh i am absolutely sold so i'm vehemently excited about that hopefully they don't do what they've done with some games in the past where they just kind of show the same preview that they did a few months back and i really don't want to see that i want to see how it's going to work um, from a story perspective i want to see if there's more depth to that other than just what they've shown in the past and that's the gameplay of that because i saw a trailer for anthem the first trailer for anthem was like Gosh, that'd be two years ago. We talked about Anthem oh, yeah. on the Nerd Bomber podcast, which was a long I think time we ago. we did, yeah. Um, so that's that's been in the pipe for, for quite a while. Um, I don't know the, the super know the details about it, but yeah. Another thing that I want to hear about, and this is uh, on the rumored category, is there's two of them specifically. And this one's for you, Nerd Bomber, and the following one's going to be for you, Illegal. Uh, first one being Kingdom Hearts 3. That has been rumored yes. forever, and it just keeps delay after delay after pushback after pushback. Come on, give us a third game already, people. So for that, I've been reading up because uh, I think, oh, I think The Verge wrote an article recapping all of Kingdom Hearts this past week, um, but. There's a lot of speculation that it will actually come out in 2018 this year um, because, sorry, I just got distracted by my own thoughts. I was thinking it too far ahead. Um, So typically, like, by this point, they would have already pushed back. But in the latest investor meeting, Square Enix even still had on the docket that Kingdom Hearts was coming out in 2018. And they would normally have pushed it back. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that this will actually be the year. Plus, they've been releasing a lot of different footage and gameplay sneak peeks. So I'm hoping, beyond hope, that maybe they're not teasing us. Please. Please don't tease us. When did Kingdom Hearts 2 come out? Like, 2002? It's been a very long time. I don't even know. I feel like I've been waiting for at least 15 years. Now, on the side note, there is a benefit to the fact that they have been pushing it out. Is It allows them the potential to have... A lot more of a Disney story base. Disney's been on fire with regards to releasing new characters and new worlds and all this other stuff. Think about it. Marvel entered the DC, the Disney well, world. I don't think so. They've already confirmed a few of the different worlds. I think they've confirmed most of them. And they've I, released footage. I've, yeah. I've watched footage. Toy Story, I know, is one of them. No, was I don't believe amazing. though that Marvel is going to be I, one of the worlds. Just let me tell my story first. So, oh, gosh. my my point is by delaying it, they added the potential to add all of these other worlds to it. The Frozen world, the Marvel world, the Star Wars world, all these different things can now come to it because a lot of deals have been made over the past 10 or so years. Um, I I love that point. Unfortunately, as someone who has been tracking this game with a lot of passion, it's pretty much been debunked at this point that any of those worlds will be in this game. Okay, but it opens the door for DLC and things like that, should they choose to. I guess. Kingdom Hearts, I mean, granted, the last time Kingdom Hearts came out on a mainstream console, it was, like, still on the PS2. So, there, we didn't have DLC then, but I cannot imagine this game having DLC. And if it does, I feel like people would be very, very angry. Like, people are looking for this story to wrap up. If you add more DLC onto the end... 
I feel like you'd piss off a lot of people. You know, at the end of the day, though, it, we're consumers, right? So they might wrap it up and then see how well it does financially and go, well, we can milk this a little bit more. I guess. I have to give their creators more credit than that. For now, at least. Call I mean, on it now. All the fans of Kingdom Hearts that I know, yourself included, Nerd Bomber, are like passionate enough about it where it's not... Like, no one, no one's passionate about Destiny because Destiny is, in many senses, a clear money grab. And that's a bad comparison to make. But, like, Kingdom Hearts, like, and maybe because the games are so old that there wasn't DLC or anything or microtransactions, but, like, people are so passionate about it because of the story, because of just the fans are just are crazy. Um, I, I just like how much Disney owns now. You just said so much stuff that, like, I was like, oh, yeah, they own Marvel, they own Star Wars. It's it's terrifying. Terrifying, but also, in a way, I mean, I have yet to really see a Disney movie that's super disappointed me. Oh, they're all good. I mean, I mean, Disney's a great company, and that's why they're able to go out and buy Star Wars and buy Marvel, and, like, they're doing so many things right. But, like, once they get a Monopoly... Unlike everything, which will never happen. But if it were to happen, oh my gosh, we'd be screwed. It'll go from Disney World to Disney of the World. Right. And then the last um, game that, that I'm looking forward to, which is rumored, which I was a, bi- a big fan of the GameCube when this first came out, and that's Metroid mm. Prime. Metroid mm. Prime 4 on the Switch, I might very well buy a Switch. Because like Same. I said, the reason I bought a GameCube way back in the Dizay was for Metroid Prime. And, Metroid Super, Prime and Smash Four, Brothers. I, I've actually I mean, never played any of the Metroid games. Oh, they're so good. So good. The Metroid it. Prime games are just... You guys know how much I love Metroid Prime. I love I Sonos. mean, they're just they're absolutely fact, amazing. When I was a little kid... Well, not a little kid. Uh, when I played Super Smash Brothers Melee, I played as Samus because I thought she was a babe. Fun fact. I mean, she is a babe, but that's not the point. The point is, she's a freaking gun for an arm dude it's amazing because she's a babe yeah it's 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 great uh i haven't heard a whole lot I, like i think the only trailer i've seen for metroid prime 4 is like they were like coming in 2019 i just showed metroid prime logo and it showed like a four on it and i was like all right and like yeah i might have to buy a switch for that um from what i've seen of the switch it's gonna translate really well to that system but We'll, we'll see, I guess. There's a lot of games on the rumored list that are like, they've either been in development for a long time or like they're like Crackdown 3 is on here, uh, which I, again, I think we talked about that on, on the Nerdbomber broadcast. Um, Splinter Cell is apparently making another game. Shadow of the Tomb Raider, I've heard a lot about. With this list, I might very well have to buy a Switch. Every single game that's rumored that I'm excited about is for the Switch. Kirby, I loved Kirby. Nightmare in Dreamland was my shiznit it was fantastic um and i've been on the fence about getting it because the zelda games are so good and then on top of that a new pokemon game for it i mean i only buy the ds's for the pokemon games and it's literally in this article it's literally just called new pokemon they're not even oh, trying yeah. they don't even have they to they don't have to they can just call it new pokemon and they know people will be like okay where do i put my money so i get new pokemon that's what they, uh, I bet you they'll name the game that just new Pokemon. And <laughs> we're, that's we're that's out of the other we're out of colors like, on this on the rainbow. And, and that's the other point about this list, like and on a macro scale that I want to make is that, and this has been true for a while. It's also true of the movie industry. It's true of so many industries. But like, there are almost no original titles on here. If you if you were to separate these into original IPs and non-original IPs, I have to imagine the original IPs would be maybe 25%, but probably less. I don't even know if that. I mean, I was Look just at the going list. through the list. Like, yeah. like, some of the games that I'm also excited about are like Rage 2, which was just announced and confirmed by Bethesda. That'll be there. And I mean, that the franchise hasn't been visited in a while, but it's existing. Gears of War right. 5 I'm excited for, but that's existing. It's it's kind of weird to think about, and I think that's why people are really excited about games like Anthem, because yeah. people just want a new IP, just even for the sake of having something new to play. Lots of sequels, like like uh, Division Two is on there. Um, 
the game that I am the most excited about by far on this list is The Last of Us Part Two because The Last of Us is probably my favorite game of all time. Uh, there's a trailer that was released for that one a while back, and it was I remember it, it was kind of panned for being really violent, but if you played the games before, you kind of realize that the games are really violent, as are many games, but anyways, I digress. Um, the other one on here that I'm really excited about, and I've seen a lot of the trailers for, and it just looks like it's going to be awesome, is the spider-man game for ps4 oh my goodness those do those do look amazing it, it just it looks so good like watching the trailer and watching and knowing i think rocksteady is doing it and like it looks basically like the arkham asylum games but instead of batman it's spider-man was it rocksteady i thought it was insomniac uh i might have it wrong let me i mean i guess it really doesn't matter to most people i think, it, I think you're right that it might be yeah it's insomniac i misspoke um it's gonna be amazing. I have very high hopes. Like I've, I'm actually thinking about pre-ordering that game, which I don't really think about pre-ordering any games, but uh, definitely is on my watch list, so to speak. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm sure when E3 actually rolls around, we'll probably do an episode that focuses on what we've seen and the big news items. Because I'm sure there are also games on this list that. Um, or there are games that are going to be there that aren't on this list yet. Well, I know, like, uh, I know... Borderlands 3 is a big one. People have been talking about, there have been hints that it will be shown at E3. And I know, like, Remedy, who made Quantum Break um, and Alan Wake, they've also kind of teased that they might be showing their next IP at E3 this year. So those are kind of gray area things that may or may not be there that I'm kind mm-hmm. of excited about. And I'm sure we'll know more after the weekend of June 10th. Faux show. With that in mind, let's move right along here to, we want to talk about uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody preview. Did you guys watch this? Yes, I did. I am very excited for this movie. I mean, I'm I'm kind of an, your average Queen fan. I'm not a huge Queen, Queen fan, but every time I hear we will rock you or bohemian rhapsody is is a really good example you can't help yourself but sing along and not only that just freddie mercury uh, and that's who it surrounds the movie kind of surrounds that he's the the lead singer of queen um he was kind of ahead of his time in my opinion on the the music that he pushed for the his his interest we'll say um in a time when a lot of these things were foreign and not just because of that in itself I, I, I don't really need to go on I'm really excited for this movie because it kind of tells a story of that so yeah I, I mean I, I I will say I'm afraid um, I, I'm kind of like you in terms of being a queen fan like I'd say I'm your average queen fan I'm not a queen freak or anything Um I'm afraid of being let down because I think the story is so important. And I think the, um, the music is so good that it could, it could be this like really great music biopic kind of thing. Um, with no story. I, yeah, I'm worried about that. Like I, I'm, I, I'm not worried about Rami Malek. I think he's going to be awesome. Everything I've seen him in, I've liked, and I've heard about many things that I haven't seen him in that have been, uh, acclaimed, namely Mr. Robot. Um, I I don't know. Like I I'm hoping they focus on enough on the musical aspects of it because like to me the most interesting part of the trailer was when they were talking to the they're talking to like an exec about like Bohemian Rhapsody and the guy's like it's 6 minutes. Oh like, yeah, and then he get, so makes long. a joke about his wife. Yeah, and then, like, that's the best part. Um, cuz there's there's going to be obviously a lot more in there in terms of like the interpersonal dynamics in the band and like what Freddie went through and everything. Um and I'm just I'm really curious to see how that shakes out because while the trailer was good, it's also mostly a lot of quick cuts set to queen music that don't give you, that don't paint a super clear picture of what the movie's going to be. I think if they can pull this off, this will kind of be like the Jersey boys for rock classic rock. Right. Which Jersey boys, the musical great Jersey boys, the movie I heard. The movie was kind of meh. Yeah. I mean, it was based off the musical, so it wasn't terrible. It was just kind of like I saw the musical, and that was that set my expectations so high that the movie just couldn't fulfill that. Oh, the musical's awesome. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm excited. I'll see it. I think it could generate some Oscar buzz depending on when it comes out. I don't know when it's supposed to come out. Um, I think it will be good. There's a lot so. of good movies coming out this summer. I feel like I feel like we've Are been in a, in a in a bit of a dry spell as far as good movies, and now we're just getting saturated. Which I enjoy being wet. What's coming out this year? Not to do like a an offshoot conversation, but I really I don't really know besides like Solo. Well, folks, Deadpool two comes and out Friday. Deadpool two, but that's not really this summer. I I mean, t- for me, it's that's getting like good now. reviews. Um, so you got you have Deadpool two, you have Solo, you have. The next Mission Impossible, you have man. You know, I was just writing some stuff about this. I, I mean, we we had a Quiet Place just came out that was awesome. Um, that skyscraper, that's going to be a must see. Like, give me a break. I think it's going to be a must see in that I'm going to go to the theater and and really have a good laugh at the expense of the filmmakers. Um. We'll see. Uh, there's this movie coming out called... Uh, oh, shoot. Let me look it up. Because it's, it's generating a lot of buzz. It's got the guy from Get Out in it. Um, and he's a telemarketer. I can't remember the name of the movie. And it was like really... It was acclaimed at Sundance or something like that. It's called... Sorry to Bother You. And that's supposed to be really good. That's coming out this summer. Um... Uh, let me let me just pull up a list here if, if we want to kind of rattle through these. There's a really good movie coming out, a, a good-looking horror movie called Hereditary that's also generating a lot of buzz. I will not be seeing that. Yeah, I've heard it's really scary. Uh, Ocean's 8 is another big one that comes out in June that's kind of trying to reboot that franchise with an all-female cast. You have Incredibles 2 on June 15th. Uh, Tag, which is that weird movie about a bunch of guys oh, literally right. playing a game of Tag. Um, which I think looks pretty good. Uh, if It's Your Cup of Tea, Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom is coming out in June as well. I will not be seeing that, or I will be seeing it and panning it because I think it looks bad already. Um, that kind of rounds it out. There's also a bunch more coming out in the fall that I that I don't really have as good a sense of yet. But I think it's going to be a good summer for, for movies. I hope so. I feel like... I haven't really, besides A Quiet Place, I haven't really seen a lot of movies lately that just, like, wow me. I was just kind of, like, cool on The Avengers. Like, it was a good movie, but the ending disappointed me, as we discussed last week. Mm. There there really hasn't been anything that just, like, floored me. I want to be floored. You heard her, uh, Hollywood execs. She wants to be floored, or she's going to stop coming, and she's going to stop giving you her money. Uh, where you could go, if you don't want to go to the movie theater is you could head over to a little streaming site called Netflix because apparently they're going to have over 1,000 original... Uh, over 1,000 pieces of original content by the end of the year. That blows sounds, my mind. That doesn't even make sense to me. I mean, I have to assume they're counting individual episodes of shows, but still, that's still a lot. Like, so first of all, I, I guess it just speaks to the power of Netflix as a streaming service that they're able to bring. Because, I mean, a lot of this new content are from big players. They're either big producers, big directors, big actors, big writers coming to make you a nice show. And I guess it it also kind of shows the power of cable cutting. I mean, I know there's been a lot of churn on network television trying to find a show that'll be a big hit. But I feel like Netflix shows and movies are just, like, effortlessly out there. People pick up on them when they come out. They're front and center when you boot up Netflix. People watch them. They're good. And I think people are pretty content with not having a cable subscription now. I mean, I cut my cable, what, two or three years ago now, and I do not miss it at all. Like, I have no reason to ever need it. And I don't foresee any reason for needing it. I'm just like, I'm. what I'm most curious about is they're going to add a thousand pieces of content and I'm wondering if I'm still going to go on Netflix at like 10 o'clock at night and just not know what to put on because that's just, that's my constant struggle every day. So you're worried if they're just saturating it and it's just going to be saturated with garbage? Not necessarily garbage, but like, there's a lot of things that I will, the one thing I will say about cable is that 
there are 100% movies that if I was flipping around the channels on cable and I landed on a certain movie, I'd be like, all right, I'll watch this. Whereas like on Netflix, I wouldn't choose to start it. You know what I mean? Right. There's kind of a transience with cable that you don't get with Netflix because you feel guiltier about turning something off. At least if you're me. The the other interesting point too is that because Netflix has all of this original content, I found it's really difficult to find something that's not an original Netflix production. And I mean, I'll be looking for a show that I know aired on cable television somewhere or like network TV, and I just want to watch it. And it's actually driven us to also subscribe to Hulu at the same time. Because Hulu, while they do also have original content, it's not quite overly saturated. You still have the major television shows that are out there in the world. Whereas I feel like I turn on my Netflix account and I'm scrolling through and 95% of what I'm seeing these days is just original content. Which isn't bad because it's all stuff I do want to watch. It's just like, sometimes I just want to watch this stupid show that aired on NBC the other night, you know? Right, and and they're they're keeping around the same old hits that I've seen a hundred times, the Parks and Recs, the Offices, the, the Friends, you know, stuff like that. But at the same time, from a business standpoint, I imagine what they're doing and why they're doing this is if they can, like like Tectic said, uh, saturate with original content, they can start pulling off content that they don't have as much control over, and they're perhaps being, uh, you know, put into a vice to pay for the rights for. Um, so from a business standpoint, I'm guessing even with the enormous cost of producing all these shows, it might even make more sense for their bottom line to be doing this sort of thing. The, the question is, are these things going to be uh, good, I guess? And I mean, they really have, though, driven me to their competitors in a way. Like, I'm never going to get rid of my Netflix. But, like, Chuck was one of my favorite TV shows. And Netflix got rid of that, I think, a year ago. And, I mean, it, that was one of those shows where it was older, but I, I did, like, an annual rewatch. I, like, cherry-picked a few episodes. I wouldn't watch the entire series just because it's six seasons of, like, 15 to 20 hour-long episodes, and I just don't have time for that. But now it moved over to Amazon Prime. Prime picked it up for streaming, and now I'm, I've been watching Amazon Prime lately. Don't sleep on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime, I think, in a sense, might be a best-of-both-worlds situation because they they don't get as much current TV as Hulu does, but I think they have more TV in general than Netflix does, and they also have a decent amount of original content, but they're not looking to inundate their service with it, I think. Right. Well, Amazon is really nice because they pick up a lot of HBO shows that neither... I think yeah. Hulu, if you want to watch HBO shows, you have to pay extra for that, and... Um, Netflix, I don't think I've ever seen an HBO show on Netflix. So yeah. I think Prime has pretty much got a little niche there because that's when we started watching The Newsroom, uh, which was an old Jeff Daniels HBO TV show. And, I mean, it's been off the air a couple years. But, I mean, Amazon has that. It has Veep. It has How to Make It in America. Basically, all of the old HBO TV shows that I still really enjoy, they're all really good. You can't find them anywhere else. Right. And I, I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think Hulu actually has a deal with Showtime, too. Kind mm -hmm. of like a similar thing where they just port a lot of Showtime stuff over. Um, Netflix does have Dexter still, I think. As far as I know, they still have Dexter, which was a Showtime show. But I don't think they have, like you said, I don't think they really have any HBO content. So. Very interesting. I think they haven't competed themselves out of the industry. Like, no one streaming service is losing. You know what I mean? Right. They all carry something a little bit different, so you almost need all three. Which, if you look at it, it's almost... I mean, I, I split Netflix um, with a few other people, so it's a little bit cheaper because they do have the separate profiles, and it's not technically illegal to do so. So we do that. Um, but on top of that now, I'm also paying for Hulu. And I mean, my Amazon Prime, I would have anyway, so it's just kind of a toss-in. But like, I really I subscribe to all three. Um, yeah, shout out to Netflix. Uh, good luck with those thousand things. And uh, yeah, let's move on. Uh, I think we're getting pretty close to the end here. So I want to move on to our, our usual game segment. Um, for those who didn't join us for our last episode, uh, I absolutely wiped the floor. Oh, it was with embarrassing. With Nerd Bomber uh, in, the, in the last game, which I believe was about television shows. Yes, it was. Um, 
What we're going to do this time is something a little bit different. Uh, I'm excited about it. I think it's it's a little more general. It's not as pop culture-y. Um, we're going to play a modified version of Family Feud. So here's how this is going to work. Oh, boy. Um, basically, I'm going to ask a question, and you each will go back and forth. Uh, we'll feel it out. Either two or three times on a given question, um, naming answers. And um, I don't know if you've seen Family Feud. Basically, they, they pull 100 people, and then the most popular answers are on the board. So um, we'll go back and forth. Uh, for the first question, Taylor will go first because it's ladies first. And we'll see who gets higher scores on giving questions. And at the end, I suppose what I'll try and do is tally the total results to determine the winner. Sounds good to me. So... Let's get this started. There's no, it's not like Family Feud. There's no speed. You don't have to like shout over a person. It's not like that. I'd be really good at shouting over a person. I I know. And and I said it for your benefit. Uh, Question one Name a bad job for someone who's accident prone. Fry cook. It's again, doesn't work like that. Uh, And and, uh, ladies first. What is a fry cook? You're completely awesome. obliterating the game style here. Is that your turn? He, it, it fun. Uh, let's take it over to the nerd bomber for a serious answer. Um, a butcher. Okay. Do you want me to tell you at the end of the question after you guys have said all your answers, or do you want me to tell you how many points each of your answers is? Let's um, let's let's wait till the end of the question. So okay. you said butcher. Yep. Uh, let's take it over to Tactic. Fry cook. He's saying fry cook. He's really saying it. Uh, okay, let's go back to the nerd bomber. Um, probably a doctor. Okay. We'll, we'll go three answers each. So we'll go back to Tactic and then we'll go back to you once more. Construction worker. Okay. Um, trying to think, what is something where accidents would be really bad? Um, a waitress. Okay, and back to tactic for one more. A police officer. Okay. Uh, let's just go do this by person. Um, also, I should say, I don't a hundred percent know what the source on these answers is i am on a website that's what i can confirm for you All looking right. at these results though they seem pretty legit so, so people don't use this in a thesis do not cite us yeah uh i don't want to be i don't want to be sued for any reason but especially not for this one so nerd bomber you said butcher and uh i'm i'm gonna give you both points uh for butcher and for fry cook because uh Answer number four, which had 10 votes, is just food service. Okay. So I'm going to give you guys both that one uh, for Butcher and for Fry Cook. You also said Doctor, and that came in with six votes. So just kind of tabulating this up here. And Waitress, I'm sad to say, was not on the board. I'm not going to count that as food service. I'm not going to count food service for you twice because that doesn't seem fair. Um. Tactic, I'm going to give you 10 points for Fry Cook. Uh, construction worker, 20 points. Woo! Very good. And police officer, 11 points. Woo! Darn. I crushed now, it. I'll take you through it. Top seven answers on the board. Uh, you guys both missed number one, which is driver. Uh, because if they're accident prone, they kill people. Then you mm. had construction worker, police officer, food service. This is an interesting one. Glass maker. What? Yeah, oh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that one. Uh, window washer and doctor. <laughs> so at the end of round one of question mark number of rounds, I guess we'll probably go with three. Uh, Tactic is, is crushing you again. Oh, Nerd man. Bomber. Uh, it's 16 to 41. Oh, wow. So do we want to do it instead of total points? Do we want to do it number of one rounds? Sure. That, 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 you know what? That'll make it easier for me to keep track, and it will also make it easier for a Taylor to c- 
crawl out of the hole that she's currently in. Yikes. Um, so, let's move on to another question. Name a place you visit where you aren't allowed to touch anything. And we'll start with tactic one first this time. A place you visit where you're not allowed to touch anything. A museum. Okay. Oh. Uh, oh, indeed. Shoot. Uh, how about a botanical garden? Okay. Don't touch the plants. Um, I'm going to go with a normal answer. An art gallery. That's a museum. No, it's not. Okay. How about a antique store? That's a good one. Okay. Um, an antique store is a china shop, I assume, right? Uh, yeah. So I, I would, I would, I would say the same thing. I can't. Yeah. Um, then I'm gonna go coral reef. <laughs> All right. <laughs> what comes great. to mind? Uh, this is exactly what I wanted out of this. Let's see. Where else would I go? Where it says "Do not touch." Do not touch a zoo. Yeah. The zoo. The zoo. Okay. Don't touch the animals. They'll bite you. Okay. So let's tally up the results for this one. Um, Let's start with Frank this time. Uh, Museum was far and away the number one answer. Not even. So this might this might not be a fair fight. That was sixty eight votes. Oh come on. (laughs) Basically, you can't win. But let's 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 go through anyways. I'm not going to count art gallery twice because number one answer is museum slash gallery. So I'm not going to count gallery. You should have told me after I said that. That's that's not in the spirit of the game. Uh, Coral reef also is not on here. So good job on that. Uh, Botanical garden. That's a big swing and a miss. Uh, (laughs) Antique store slash China shop gets you five and zoo gets you 20. So I'm going to so, interject. You shouldn't have said that China Shop is the same thing as an antique store. Then you should have just let me use it. But whatever. Um, I am the host of this version of Family Feud. And don't make me get physical with you. That's my that's the threat I'm leveling now. Okay, let's 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 do one more. And so I me, won? Did I win? I you, won. You, you won that one. So um, is is the is this best out of three, best out of five? What's the? I'll deal? tell you what. Let's let's see if you get this one. Okay. Because I'm not gonna lie, I don't have a lot of faith that you will. <laughs> uh, oh, this is a fun one. Love this one. Seven answers on the board. Top seven answers on the board. Uh, name an article of clothing you can't wash in the washing machine. And again, we will start off with the nerd bomber first. A bra. Okay. Hectic. Um, I'm gonna go with a suit. Okay. Air um, bomber. I'm gonna go with a silk shirt. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'll just write silk shirt. I I just wrote silk at first, but I think that's a little vague. Uh. Tactic, let's take it over to you. I'm going to go sneakers. Okay. And the Nerd Bomber. Um, this has to be a good one. How about a coat? Okay. Fur coat. No, coat. Keep it vague. Just coat. Just, I'm just going to write down coat. And, and Tactic, back to you for one more. I'm going to go hat. <laughs> Okay. Shit! Why am I so bad at this? Technic is so much better at this game than you. It hurts. That's why I'm laughing while I'm writing down the answers. Uh, all right, so let's—I'll tell you right now that Technic won again. But let's let's just let's just tally him up for for old time's sake. Uh, I'll tell you what: your best answer was definitely bra, which is what you led with. That gave you 21 points. Silk shirt. I I, I mean. If you would if you would have said silk, just generally, I might have given you gown, but uh, gown was number seven at three votes. Probably wouldn't have helped you that much. You did have coat though, which is thirteen points. 
Oh, unfortunately, Patrick had suit, which was only seven points, but then he had sneakers, which I'm <gasps> calling shoes, and that's 29 points, okay, so that really hurts but- it. I'm and sorry. Then Pat was no. Pat was 16 points. So he, Can we just he beat discuss it. though that neither of those items are clothing? I'm sorry. I do not consider when I'm like I'm gonna put some clothes on or I'm gonna go clothes shopping. I don't think about shoes. I'm like I'm gonna go shoe shopping. I'm gonna buy my shoes. Sneakers are not clothes. I have I have one question for you. Sneakers are not one, clothes, and one, neither are hats. Hats one, are accessories. I have one question for you. As the only female, I am the authority that sneakers and shoes are not clothing and hats are accessories. Are you mad, bro? Boom. Are you mad? I mean, I... Look, there's one thing we've learned here, and it's that Tectic is more in touch with the common man who answers survey questions on (laughs) hobbylark.com than Nerd Bomber is, and it is not close. Uh... Do we have time for one more? Because I'm having a great time doing this, even though it's a clearly one. Can you? Are there. you still tallying the score? Because I kind of want to know what the final number is now. I am. I am no longer tallying the score. Uh, but I mean, it's 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 a lot to a little. Let's let's let, let's do one more. Let's try and allow the nerd bomber to uh, recover her uh, dignity. Yeah, something like that. Um, <laughs> okay, this is really funny. Um, top seven answers on the board. Name something. <laughs> name something that a man had better not take along on his honeymoon. Oh, come and, on. And uh, we'll turn it over to tactic one first. I will say some of these answers I think are just funny and are not actually true. That's my hint that I'll give to the Nerdbomber because I think she's in need of one. Panties? <laughs> okay. Is he not allowed to wear underwear? And no, I said panties. Off. That's woman's he, underwear. He, he okay. said panties, folks. He really said it. And uh, so now let's go over to, to the Nerdbomber. Okay, I'm going to say porn. Oh, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> okay. Man, this is really great. Tactic uh, one, back to you. I literally had no really idea. This is really hard. This is really hard. Um, lotion? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you guys are... Oh, you know what? I'm, just, I'm not going to give you any more hints. I'm just going to let you guys finish this out because it is so great. Um, Nerd Bomber, what do you got? Okay, how about... Well, he better not bring along. Um, what about his friends? Okay. His work phone. Okay. His mom. Okay, and that's it. We're done. Um, I'll tell you what. You guys rallied at the end there. You guys actually got some of the ones that were on the board because (laughs) porn, panties, and lotion, also known as the big three, (laughs) not on the board. Really? Not not anywhere near the board. Seriously? You have to remember this, this. The game show is called Family Feud, guys. As in, it's a family game. Yeah. So. Do you understand? Family. Okay, have you seen Steve Harvey? Yeah. Every time someone oh, says I that, mean. he goes, "Huh? Well, this a this a Christian game." Just like that. What? That's what he does. That's what Steve that, Harvey does. I don't does. think he does that at all. <laughs> it might have been the worst Steve Harvey impression I've ever. Yeah, heard. that's not good. But let's let's tally up the results because you guys actually got some hits on the on the later answers. Uh. I'll, for friends, uh, Nerd Bomber, I'm going to give you his best friend, which is answer number five, coming in at a cool six votes. Woo! And you said mom, and I'm going to give you his parents, which comes in at number three with 14 votes, bringing your grand oh, total 20. up to 20. And uh, as we recall, let's let's revisit Tactic 1. He said panties and lotion to start, <laughs> both of which is total goose eggs. And yeah, I'll tell you what, you came really close, man. Cell phone slash work phone got 17 votes. So, wow. What that means is that the Nerd Bomber managed to pull this one out. I will say the answers that you missed, let me, let me read these off. Uh, number one, guys, the number one answer on the board with 33 votes another woman. Okay, that's another, cool. That's like panties. Porn. That's panties. Okay, I'm not going to generalize panties and porn to a woman. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, guys. That's you not can what, make that's it not into what a whole person. 
Um, so it was another woman, then a cell phone, then his parents. Then number four just says work slash laptop, which like I'd bring my laptop on my honeymoon. I mean, laptops are great. Uh, five, his best friend. Six is golf clubs. And my favorite answer, number seven, with four votes, his pet. I would take my dog. I mean, I think it depends on the pet. Like, if he, if, if, if you married Tactic One and he's like, can I bring along my ferret. pet snake? My ferret. I, I said pet snake, which is not a euphemism for anything. That's yeah, just, I did he bring has my pet snake. snake. Yeah. And then Anyways, Steve Harvey comes out and goes, this is show. a Christian home. He, he doesn't say that ever. Not once. He does. No. On the show. Never. Oh, no, you're right. He calls it. Yeah. No, he does. No. We're going to attach a link below. It's right below, I swear. Uh, so this has been Family Feud uh, adult version. Uh, and... Uh, yeah, I mean, again, the, the takeaway is that Nerd Bomber is not in touch with the common man. So take from that what you will. And uh, this means that Tactic One will host the next game, and Nerd Bomber just has to keep playing one of these. I'm in a hole. Jeez. We should probably start like a official overall tally. It's been two games. Know? Two games. Relax. I'm just, I'm just saying, it feels like I've been doing a whole lot of winning. All I do is win. All Winning. right, Charlie Sheen. I'm Charlie Sheen. I'm not Charlie Sheen. Don't. I don't. I don't want to spread that around. Uh, so, I think that pretty much wraps up our episode. Uh, as always, thank you for joining us. And have a wonderful I'm, week. Yeah, have a, have a have a great week, and and we'll talk to you again soon. Adios.